Welcome to Steadfast Hope. This is Kent Steinbeck. I'm Steve Lawson. We're here in Dallas, Texas, and we are at Herb's House Coffee Shop. And Kent, we've got a phenomenal verse we're going to be looking at today. Uh, many people, it's their favorite verse in the entire Bible. It's John 3.16. That's awesome. Yeah, we can quote this one Yes, uh, from memory. Um, My it, poor it, memory can quote yeah, that. Even this one. <laughs> yes. And it's been the, the passage that has brought so many people yes. into a saving relationship with God through mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And so the title of this is God's Supreme Love. Mm -hmm. And uh, we know it by heart. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. And Ken, I really want us to lock in on the beginning of this verse, at least here at the outset of our devotion, for God so loved the world. God is love. 1 John 4, I guess verse 8 says, maybe verse 7, and... Not only is God love, but therefore God loves. And true love sacrifices. True love gives what's costly and gives what's valuable to someone else. True love is never easy. Mm -hmm. uh, true love uh, really requires digging down deep and giving what is so important to you. And really, that begins with God mm -hmm. and God's love for us. God doesn't just say, I love you and pat us on the head. Uh, God doesn't just tell us, I'm love. God has shown us love. In fact, Romans 5 verse 8 says, God has demonstrated yes. his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God has gone public with his display of love for us, for the whole world to see, by sending his son into this world, and, and not just sending his son into this world as, as challenging as that was for Jesus Christ to leave the glories of the palaces of heaven and condescend down into the quagmire of this world, but to actually go to the cross and there for God to give his son unto death upon the cross. And it was God who delivered his son over. Um, Romans 4 verse 25 and, and Romans 8 and verse 31 and 32 tells us that it was God who delivered over his son upon the cross, that it really wasn't even the Roman soldiers, it, it wasn't Pontius Pilate, it wasn't even the Jews who cried out, crucify him, crucify him. But as Acts 2.23 says, it was according to the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God yeah. that the Father delivered his Son to the, the cruel execution of the cross, which really became like the electric chair of the first century, the, the gas chamber of the mm -hmm. first century, but even more cruelly so. And this was the expression of God's love for us. How could we ever doubt the, the love of God? I, I mean, sometimes something goes wrong in our life and people wonder, 
Well, does God still love me? If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, I can tell you God has demonstrated his love for you in ways that are so far surpassing than God providing some little trinket for you in, in life mm-hmm. that we should never doubt God's love because he's given the greatest gift to us, his son. I mean, one preacher has said God bankrupted heaven when he gave us his son. He gave us all the crown jewels of heaven when he sent his son into this world and to die for our sins upon the cross. So there is the great saving, eternal, rescuing, delivering, forgiving love of God. And look who he loved, wretched sinners like like you and me. I mean, we could understand God loving someone who might be in some measure worthy of that love. We were so unworthy. We were offensive in his sight. We were foul and, and heinous in his sight. And yet it is wretches such as we are that God has demonstrated his love for us. So, Kent, let, let's talk about this. Well, it's just, it's, 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 I mean, what do you say? You know, I mean, this is, this is it. This is what it's all about. This is the bottom line, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, the golf analogy, if you could take one club with you uh, in your bag, this is what you got to take. Yeah. I mean, this is what it's all about. <laughs> and, and you know where my mind goes? I think a lot of our, uh, a lot of our viewers at home are thinking the same thing. Yeah. Is that, again, we're thinking, we're thinking of those that we love so much to, that are in our lives that have denied the faith. Yeah. And, and, and we think of those that we, we love and, and we're concerned about them. And, and, and I think of some of the people we love, and I want you to address this, that are intelligent people. Probably yeah. more, I know more intelligent than me. And I look through history, what Einstein said about Christ and what brilliant people would read this verse and yeah. completely deny it. <laughs> now, how can that be that someone that can ace an SAT test, you know, <laughs> and make straight A's in college yeah. and be so brilliant in the ways of the world and yet miss this one verse <laughs> and it just goes over them like water <laughs> off a duck's back? How how can people just run past this? Yeah, yeah. Well, so, Kent, you're, you're going to be teaching a Bible study tonight on the doctrines of grace. I know that. And next week, you're going to be talking about and teaching um, the doctrine of total depravity. Well, I think you're. I'm going to draft you in. <laughs> I'm super busy, but we'll talk about that later. Kent, no, this it's is, easy this for is you, not in my contract. This yeah. is in your contract. No, okay. no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just a coach. I'm not a player coach. Okay, right, I'm right. just a coach. Um you're going to be talking about total depravity and, and original sin and Adam's sin and, and the sin nature that's come down through the generations. And we all come into this world in darkness with our mind um, in darkness and a veil over our eyes that we cannot see the truth. And Second Corinthians 4, 4 says that Satan, the god of this age, has blinded the minds of the unbelieving and and put a veil over their eyes as that relates to spiritual truth. 
Now, they can go in their closet and pull out a red tie and see that. Oh, yeah, okay, that goes with a white shirt. They they can see mm-hmm. um, a green light as they're driving their car. Mm-hmm. So they can see things on a horizontal basis. But when they step into the realm of eternity and spiritual truth, they have blinders on, and they cannot see. And, and, and that's why Jesus said in, in this very same chapter in John 3, verse 3, that unless one is born again, he cannot see mm. the kingdom of God. Mm. And so that's why God has to give you eyes to see the truth. And so, yeah, we have family members that are stunningly brilliant. And But, you know, in, in Matthew eleven twenty five through 27, Jesus said God has hidden it from mm. the wise and the prudent, and he has revealed it unto babes. So you're going to have to lay your intellectual pride in the dust, and you're going to have to come like a little child and trust in the Word of God that it is true and trust in the offer of the gospel that it is a real offer. And like a little child, you're going to have to come to God and and believe in Jesus Christ. And so it's your, it's, it's your intelligence at times that that is that is really the speed bump is the barrier mm. that is keeping you mm-hmm. from coming to Christ. Now that's not to say that the scripture or theology is irrational. No, it's not. You can apply your mind, and 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 you'll never plumb the depths of the wisdom of God that's revealed in this book. But never forget, Jesus said that He has God has hidden it, and when God hides it, you'll never find it. God has hidden it from the wise and the prudent and from the intelligentsia of this world. And God has revealed it unto babes. Those who humble themselves and, and come with an empty hand to God. So I want to ask you, have you ever humbled yourself and come just like this to, to God and, and laid aside uh, just how smart you think you are? And, and come like a little child and come like a babe with, with just empty hands and, and to be filled with the grace of God in His Son, Jesus Christ. If you never have, I urge you to do so this very moment and to come to Christ, believe upon Christ. He's exactly who God said that He is. He is the Son of God, the Son of Man who's come into this world to die for sinners upon the cross And surely you know you're a sinner. Turn away from your sin. Turn to Christ, and he will receive you. He says, him who comes unto me, I will in no wise cast out. That would include you. You would but turn to him and come by faith and believe in him. God bless you. May that be your experience even today.